America needs a tidal wave of the old-time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you! We have no need to doubt God. The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations to receive the Antichrist. I didn't even build that house with money from the church. I built it with money from my book. I don't make this stuff up. Repenting of your sin. It is a moral issue. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. I just enjoy seeing people worship, praising God. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Believe It or Not, the show where we uh, believe it. And sometimes we don't. Most most times don't. Sometimes we do. Not today. Sometimes we believe that it's a thing, but we don't yes. necessarily believe the fundamental uh, uh, beliefs behind it. Yeah, so. it's true. It's true. Uh, but yeah, how how you doing? Oh, I'm doing just good. I'm having a coffee, having a donut. Nice. You know what? I feel I feel like uh, a hard boiled detective. <laughs> I could go for a hard boiled detective. That's true. Yeah, I prefer more of a soft boiled. Oh yeah, it's been a weird week for me, or I guess a weird two weeks. Um, yeah. So. Well, you you've had uh, all kinds of crazy things going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, I got evicted, mm-hmm. so that's fun. Um, uh, for, through no fault of your own, we should. Through no fault of my own. Yeah. <laughs> I pay rent, and uh, I'm a model tenant, but uh-huh. I had flooding in the apartment last summer i can share some pictures of those um because it was insane how they had to tear up my floor and all that stuff and then it started again so they said we just can't have somebody living in that place anymore so yeah. i had to find a place and i found a place and it's not a basement suite it's an actual apartment so That's i'm excited exciting. about that yeah it's a balcony yeah. all that stuff Ooh. it's uh it's in a very high construction area of Toronto, so my view will just be of a building being built. But still, well, whatever. It's, yeah, whatever. yeah. And I was, uh, <laughs> I brought up that it's on the 14th floor, and somebody pointed out that that's actually the mm-hmm. 13th floor. Yep, um, probably. And and my address is 1413, so I'm basically like, oh, that's funny. It's a good thing I'm not I, superstitious. Uh, I was uh, doing uh, so. I I. I sometimes will do uh, deliveries for various things. And I was doing one in a building and there was no 13th floor button. There was a 14th floor. It went 12 and then 14. And, and I was thinking about like just how, yeah. how ridiculous that uh, a superstition has been so pervasive in yeah. the construction industry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's absolutely bananas that people are afraid of the number 13. Yeah. It's that they won't have yeah. a floor. And the people on the fourteenth floor, you know, you're on the thirteenth floor. Yeah, exactly. And, so what? Uh, like, what's the difference? And also, like, the thirteenth floor was a pretty underrated movie, and I think everybody should check it out. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that one. It's kind of like um, same idea as like the Matrix kind of thing. Uh, well, then why don't we just watch the Matrix? Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not here to talk about my my life. We're here to talk about somebody else's life. Oh. Uh, yeah. A family. A family. Um, a famous family. I thought we'd talk about the Clampets. The Clampets. We're gonna. Uh, I thought we'd talk about the Grams. Oh, all like, about the uh, Graham. Bill, Billy Graham. Billy and... Graham and Fam. The Graham Fam. Right, right, right. As it were. Or... Billy Graham. Uh, so the the patriarch of this family. Is that the right word? Am I using that word right? Uh, uh, big Daddy of Family. Big Daddy of the family. So yeah, Billy yeah. Graham is uh, pretty well known. I think a lot of people um, know who he is. Know kind of mm-hmm. what his life was like. But I thought it. We'll go through what his life was like, and then we'll go through kind of his family members and and how how their life turned out. 
So Billy Graham, born mm-hmm. William Franklin Graham Jr., was born on November 7th, 1918 in Charlotte, North Carolina. His parents were in the church, the Associate Reformed Presbyterian Church. It sounds to me like it was a pretty much like they go to church on Sunday, but it's not like a crazy evangelical like family, I, you know, kind of thing where it's like a bunch of different right. rules and like it's a whole thing in the household. It's just, you know. You went to church on Sunday because that's what mm-hmm. you you do. But then, you know, he had his big born again moment and decided that he was going to save the world. And he mm-hmm. went off to Bob Jones College, which is now Bob Jones University, and um, hated it. Just absolutely hated going there because it's a super fundamentalist college. And why would you want to go to a super fundamentalist college? So he dropped out after one semester. I wonder if, though, that they count him as like an alumni like when they try to get people to go there. Probably. I mean, yeah. it seems to be very common with a lot of those universities with anyone who is remotely notorious, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's why they give away like honorary degrees to people. It's true. Yeah. Cause like, I know, I think Bill Gates dropped out of his school. Didn't they, his school end up giving him like an honorary degree afterwards? Probably. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. Duh. You're a crap student, but you ended up being successful. So we want to take credit for it. Exactly. I wonder <laughs> if my Bible college is taking credit for me. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he ended up going to Florida Bible Institute uh, for a while and then went FBI. to. <laughs> I never even thought of that. That's cool. Oh, he was in the FBI. And then he went to Wheaton College, which isn't a, a Bible college. Um, Will Wheaton? Will Wheaton. He got a degree in anthropology. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that's where, he, at Wheaton, he met his wife, Ruth. They got yeah. married. He got a job at a church, and he was a mm-hmm. pastor. And then he, at 29, he became the president of a Bible college, like the youngest president. It's still, I think, in, in the U.S. history of colleges. Why, why would you let a 29-year-old be the president of your college? Yeah, exactly. I wonder if it was like, you know, on Parks and Rec when they uh, had been like the mayor of a town when he was 18. And like, just, <laughs> he just they like... They didn't know what they were doing. Tried to make it a party school um, for Bible college. Yeah. But, uh, and then he was hired by Youth for Christ, which was a new organization at the time. We've talked about them a little bit, how... Uh, UFC. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) YFC. No, it's UFC. Oh, okay. My bad. Youth. Youth for Christ. (laughs) But they went on speaking tours with them and uh, really started to become known as a, an evangelist, a famous evangelist and like he started and then he started his own the billy graham ministries what is it called he started his own ministries what he did when he started when he started going out on his own and started doing like the ministry with the staff and stuff like that he noticed that a lot of evangelical preachers or just like touring preachers like himself were like mired in scandal like they always Mm -hmm. just inevitably had some sort of sex scandal or drug scandal or or you know running with the law or like were caught stealing a bunch of money from their organizations or whatever. So he decided he wanted to not have that happen to him. And so they created the Billy Graham rule, which was basically, let's see here. He had a rule named after him. Yeah. It's in a lot of, a lot of pastors still follow it. And like um, Mike Pence is famous for following part of it where you're never to be alone with any woman who's not your wife. Uh, okay. They, uh, you never touch the clowns. You let the clowns touch you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they also had rules for like how they collect offering in the churches. And then they would only go to certain types of churches. Something they said, church is supportive of cooperative evangelism. So I'm not quite sure what that is, but make sure that maybe just one person doesn't get all the money kind of thing. And, uh, and then they had systems of kind of predicting how much money should be coming from a system so that there's nobody skimming off the top. And they're very, they were very like, you know, forthcoming with their finances. And he was pretty, pretty scandal free uh, besides a few things like uh, <laughs> on the Nixon tapes. Um, we've talked about mm-hmm. that before, how he talked about the Jews and how they have a stranglehold on the media. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that was a pretty shitty thing he did, but yeah. So he went on, you know, he went on to become a very famous evangelist. Some would say the most famous evangelist. Um, he was really good at staying out of politics for the most part. Like he really liked Nixon and mm-hmm. he brought Nixon into like crusades to speak and to lots of booze from people. <laughs> people like hated uh, him. So like yeah. he'd come on and like the um and now we have uh he's running for president. He's the vice president or he's running for president. We're gonna have him come up and talk, and then they like everybody just boos him and uh he has to like step down. So he kind of stopped doing that. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, he's still, you know met with pretty much every single president uh, starting with Truman up until Obama. So yeah. And uh, Truman hated him. Yeah. But everybody else seemed to like him, but it's, it goes back to like what we were talking about before about how, if you, if you want to be the president, you have to put on this weird air of, uh, you know, pandering to these religious nuts. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. And uh, well, with Truman, Truman makes sense. He was a piece. He was a hard ass. Yeah, true. Well, and and uh, Billy Graham told the press what they talked about in the conversation. And then Truman was like, that's a shitty thing to do. You're a pastor. I was meeting with a pastor. So he vowed to never do that again. And like he never talked to the press about what he talked about with the president after that. Fair enough. Yeah. And that's kind of helped him. But he's always been he's always been a registered Democrat, which a lot of um a lot of evangelicals hate. <laughs> he supported both parties, but always has been mm-hmm. a Democrat. And he's yeah, he's supported members from both parties. He was against Kennedy running for president because Kennedy is was Catholic. And he thought that Kennedy would uh, be taking orders from the Pope. That's such a. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Kennedy did his famous separation of church and state speech, which kind of calmed a lot of people down. But, yeah. Well, yeah. now now they don't want that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, and, now they don't they don't want separation of church and state. No, they don't want that. I at feel all. like yeah. most people almost would want the pope giving orders to the yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it's insane how that divide has just crushed. And that's I mean mostly because of people like Jerry Falwell and the moral majority and stuff like that. Like Jerry Falwell was really trying to get Billy Graham to be on board with him with yeah. with all that stuff and billy graham just refused and after i think after nixon and kennedy and then um with truman and everything too he started realizing that like it's just better for his career to stay out of like having strong political opinions well at that time yes i think now now it's the opposite yeah it seems, yeah it seems like you kind of have to have those if you want to get a base to follow you 
Exactly. And we'll get later to his son, Franklin, but his son, Franklin, took the opposite approach and is still taking the opposite approach. I mean, Graham did have some shitty things, too. Like he was, you know, been outspoken against homosexuality and yeah, and gay rights and not as hardcore as his son, but definitely not not quiet about it. I mean, he was like at first when he started, uh, Mm -hmm. the first thing he would do is is take down all the ropes and signs and stuff like that to make sure that his rallies were never segregated. So that that's a good thing. Like that's and he was very outspoken for like in the civil rights movement and stuff like that. So um, I mean, people can have good things or at the very least have good optics. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So, you know, a mixed bag with him. I mean, yeah, I, this isn't an in-depth look at his whole life, but that's kind of a kind of a brief overview. But I mentioned he married his wife Ruth. Well, I'm glad he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she seemed like a nice lady, but you know, it wasn't an easy life for for her being the the wife of someone who was so prominent and was never really around. Mm. Um, I mean, it, it's good if she didn't like him. Yeah, it's true. But she she wanted to go into ministry like she that was her goal in life was to be a missionary. So she was born in China to American missionaries. They were like missionary doctors, I think. She just always had a heart to go out and, you know, help people around the world and preach the gospel around the world or whatever. But Billy felt called to be a preacher and an evangelist. And so basically he said, if you're if you want to marry me, I'm the man of the house. I'll be doing the leading and you'll be doing the following. Yeah. Yeah. And she did. Basically, she became a stay-at-home mom and in a lot of ways acted as a single mom mm-hmm. um, because he was on the road so, so much. They seemed to be in love. Like they seemed to have had like a healthy relationship in a lot of ways or not healthy, but like a loving relationship, I guess, like when they were together. Yeah. based on like stories from yeah. the kids and stuff but it's still that's there's still a lot of issues there yeah yeah that's that's one of those things where it's just like they seem to be in love and you're like i don't yeah but i don't know about that i don't yeah. know how much of that is just people accepting their their place and yeah it's true things yeah. and just kind of being like well i may as well make the best of it yeah okay. that's true especially at that time like divorce you, just wasn't you kind of have to yeah. you kind of have to tell yourself that you love them otherwise it's just like well there's nothing else i can do so i have to at least say that i love them otherwise i just feel like total trash yeah it's true yeah that's very true because uh one example is after so they got married in uh, august of 1943 and then when they were returning from their honeymoon she she got really sick and she came down with something and uh but he had a speaking he had a bunch of speaking engagements or preaching engagements lined up so he just like basically dropped her off at the hospital and went on tour like he didn't cancel anything and just like went right to it like right after their yeah their honeymoon so that was a big kind of tell for her <laughs> that things yeah. this is not going to be a normal marriage well like how sick um well she had to stay in the hospital for a while but yeah, it doesn't okay. really. Yeah, the article I read didn't really say what she had. That's a, that. You know, that's a tricky showbiz thing. You know, yeah, like the show must go on. So. Yeah, she wrote some books. She wrote some books of poetry, some children's books, and stuff like that. And she did end up having like a ministry of her own, in in a lot of ways, not as much uh, speaking, although she did do some speaking events. Um, ministry, mini, yeah. So, but she more as an author than than anything. Mm-hmm. So, staying at home, I guess, and and not having. Gives you a lot of time to write. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, But they did have five kids together, and uh, we'll talk about them. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had five kids. One story that uh, that is told is that Ruth decided to surprise 
Billy on one of his tours. So she took a trip with the kids and uh, surprised him. She sent the toddler to run and say hi to her dad. He didn't recognize his own kid. <laughs> I mean, that's one of those things sometimes like you're on the road, you've been out there for like, let's say you've been out there for a few weeks or whatever. And then just out of the blue, a toddler just runs up to you. <laughs> I think it's it's I think it's fairly safe to be like not recognize them at first. You yeah. Know? I mean, if you do like, wait a minute, wait. Oh, yeah. that's my kid. That's true. Like, yeah, actually, that reminds me of uh, I surprised my dad once for his um uh, I want to say 65th birthday. So a mm-hmm. big, one of the big birthdays. So yeah. I surprised him. I lived in Calgary at the time. I flew home and, uh, and surprised him. I show up, he was taking a, a computer class at the time, which is its own <laughs> thing. It's adorable. He wanted to learn how to, how to send emails yeah. and stuff, but uh, at the community college. So I showed up at the community college and found out where his class was. And I walked into his class, but I had long hair and a beard. And he hadn't seen me with long hair and a beard before. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, hey. And he's like, oh, hey, just thinking I'm another student, like asking him for a pencil or something. And then he just took, takes a moment. He's like, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, context is a huge part of that. Yeah. So like it's I think it's it can be fairly reasonable to not recognize someone. Right yeah. <laughs> and it, at least like take a moment. Yeah. Especially if you're not expecting somebody there. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah. I, I hate to be defending <laughs> an evangelist, but you know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to be as fair, fair and balanced <laughs> as I can. Oh, she also in 19, sorry, 1966, uh, she founded the um, Ruth and Billy Graham Children's Health Center in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, and then she was actively involved there until her death. So basically, yeah. So she had her own kind of things that she did. And yeah, um, she was still active. Difference. Yeah, exactly. I think she would have been more hands on if she had gone like full yeah. with with her, what she had mm-hmm. in mind for ministry, whereas he is more was always more about like the speaking and saving souls. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah they had a number of kids together. Uh, the first one, the oldest daughter was uh, Virginia. Uh, mm-hmm. Virginia Leftwich Graham. She went by Gigi. She became a speaker and an author and all that stuff. So she first got married to a Swiss Armenian guy named Stefan Chichilin, Chichilgen, Chivij, Chivijin. I looked it up how to pronounce it before and I still struggle. To <laughs> just, just say C. Yeah, it starts with a T though. T- so Start with a T then. Stephen T. Stefan T. Stefan T. She was 17 when they got married. They had a number of kids together. I want to say seven, but I don't know where I put that number. But right. they had a lot of kids together. And But they eventually uh, split up. He was not the best person. That was pretty rough on her. When they got divorced, she uh, she ended up getting remarried uh, and uh, with her one of her childhood friends. And, you know, hmm. but she's, yeah, she's done a lot of speaking and touring and stuff like that. Some, some rough times in her life, but. Uh, right. Yeah. But overall, you know, she seems to be doing well, I think. Uh, and then they had Anne Graham lots. Uh, or, yeah. And, and she's. Anna she's Graham. <laughs> yeah. She, she's gone on speaking to her. She's like, they say that Billy Graham said she was the best preacher in the family, even right. though. He'd always said, like earlier, would say that women can't be preachers. Yeah, yeah. But then he went around and said she is actually the best preacher, but she wouldn't call herself a preacher uh, because of the way she was raised that women can't be preachers. So she always just called herself uh, a speaker or a teacher. 
and okay. more like inspirational things, mm. stuff like that. Written a lot of books. She started Angel Ministries, which mm-hmm. is a nonprofit. So they were all very, so far, very active in yeah, very trying active. to be yeah. like speakers. And I, I mean, I guess when you grew up with that, I mean, yeah, exactly. Well, they all seem to have like rough teenage years, like alcohol and drugs and kind of rebelling against their parents mm-hmm. and then just went into the ministry because that's the family biz. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, you yeah. have an in, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, she uh, she started the uh, the Just Give Me Jesus revival. So she started her own kind of revival tour under the Angel Ministries like umbrella of going around and preaching. Just and... Give Me Jesus revival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Her and probably uh, Franklin are the only ones that didn't get divorced. So she was married to her husband for 49 years, almost 49 years before he died in 2015 and i mean in a way uh dying is kind of like divorce right that's true till death do us part that's true yeah (laughs) that just reminds me of arrested development oh you're such an expert on marriage oh i forgot your wife is dead (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah and then ruth graham the second ruth graham but they called her bunny was her nickname Oh, okay. So there's a daughter, Ruth, and a mother, Ruth. Yeah. So they call the daughter Bunny. Why wouldn't um, you just give the kid a different name if you're going to give him a nickname? Exactly. And same with Franklin. Franklin's actually William Franklin Graham the Third. So he's Billy Graham the Third. But went with Franklin. It was always just expected that she'd be a homemaker and a mother. Like her, her. Yeah. That's just the way it was was brought up, and the way they were told to to be and to live and all that stuff. She always wanted to be a nurse, and she told mm-hmm. her dad that she wanted to be a nurse, and he just said no. No explanation. She just wasn't allowed to be a, a nurse and she just didn't. She just didn't become what she wanted to become because her dad just said, yeah. nope, can't do it. Well, it, it almost makes sense why so they be, uh, most of them became speakers and writers is because that was that was already something that their mother was doing. So it yeah. almost feels like this is an OK thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. And um, and another thing, too, that I didn't really mention with like the way Billy Graham was with his kids, because he was gone so often when he came back, he was like, he would just let them do anything. Basically the mother was very like organized and strict with, you know, you have to go to bed at this time. She was the disciplinarian because the one, one time he did discipline, I think it was the oldest daughter. She got really mad and said, you're never home. And then you come and, and you yell at me and discipline me. And that really hurt him that like, they saw him as never being around and stuff like that. So from then on, when he was home, he would just like, you know, give the money to get go to the store and get candy, let them stay up way past their bedtime and just kind of. The thing about that is like why you can't feel bad about never being home when you're never home. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you choose to be out. You choose yeah. to do this stuff like you're always going out and you're like doing these things. Yeah, you can't feel bad that your kids are noticing what you do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And you just either have to accept it or change it. Yeah, exactly. Funny got married. And uh, she discovered that her husband was unfaithful, like for very unfaithful, like for a long time and wanted to divorce him. But Billy strongly discouraged it. So this was the first divorce in the family. This was before like, yeah, her her sister got divorced. Very much said, please don't do this. This is going to look really bad on the ministry and it's going to hurt a lot of evangelicals. So just try to do whatever you can to make the marriage work, and which isn't um, a good thing. Thing. And she realized that her father, you know, didn't have her best interest in mind. It was all about his his ministry mm-hmm. and how his ministry would would work out. So, 
it's really quite insane to think that they hold marriage at this such a weird like high reverence that even if something is so toxic and bad and and almost evil in in some cases mm-hmm. that you that you can't do anything about it you just have to sit with it otherwise god will be mad or something yeah like, i don't i don't get it like yeah like what is what is what who is this helping in any way and even the bible says that divorce is okay when it when it's because of unfaithfulness so yeah. like what i don't know like what's what's he but yeah i guess divorce was just so frowned upon frowned down on frowned upon at the time that yeah and uh, it, it's always like most of this stuff is just like who gives a fuck stay out of other people's business and it's none of your it's none of your business yeah exactly this and doesn't so, affect you in any way so yeah. w- like fuck you yeah and so she did divorce him and which is good and good. she uh she got remarried um she got remarried a few times uh the third time um she oh. she got divorced she started the uh, ruth graham and friends foundation which is mm-hmm. basically a foundation a support foundation for mm-hmm. christian women who have gone through terrible marriages within the evangelical right. world and kind of like how broken and how kind of outside it makes you feel like because divorce yeah. is so, so frowned upon so she created this organization to be a support for them and then in in, in 2009 though she she got married for the fourth time and i think they're still they're still uh, married um and he was a former pastor but they got, they got times together the yeah but they got together while he was being tried for possession of uh what yeah i'm gonna say cp from now on because i'm gonna beep that and say cp because i we will get demonetized but yeah so oh my god yeah he was on trial for that yeah but i don't i don't i don't know what happened i actually didn't look in much further but um they're still married and stuff so maybe i don't know if he went to jail or not but uh and uh yeah that's uh, i mean yeah okay that that's a quick thing to gloss over there but uh wow wow okay that was and that's the thing in the article i read it too it was just so glossed over and i feel like that would be a deal breaker for me yeah uh (laughs) i started dating someone and then we're like oh by the way i'm on i'm on trial for something right now yeah oh oh for uh for um what, what for something you know like was it like a you know speeding ticket or or something and they're like oh no for yeah you know b- bad things uh, yeah <laughs> i mean unless, well, i don't think this is gonna work <laughs> unless she's the one who like found the evidence of why he's definitely 100 percent innocent and that that's like <sighs> yeah i guess that's the thing we're like he's innocent i know it he's a good guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, he's right, just well. being set up yeah and then uh, the next uh child um in the out of the five, I guess the fourth child was Franklin, or yeah, like we said, William Franklin. William Frank, Willie, Willie Frank, who, as it turns out, is just a garbage person. Oh, <laughs> so he's the one now. He's like the CEO of the Billy Graham Association. He's also the CEO of Samaritan's Purse. It's purse. Yeah. So Samaritan's Purse is they're like. They do, um, it's like a missions organization. They find people struggling on highways and then they rob them. Yeah. Do you know the shoebox thing at Christmas time? The operation. Oh yeah. Operation yeah. Christmas drop or whatever. Yeah or, yeah. or whatever the operation or Christmas. 
I think no, it's, it's Christmas a, drop. Isn't that's it? a different thing. That's like the army one, but they have oh. like um, these shoe boxes where you, you fill a shoe box and then bring it to your church or bring it to whatever organization is doing it with little toys and stuff. Yeah. And then Christmas drop is it? Too. Okay. And they give yeah. it to, they give it to people, but with like, you have to sit through a sermon and you have to, sit, mm. you know, it has like, it's full of like Jesus stuff. It's like one of those things where here's a gift, but also you have to sit and listen to God things about God. What the uh, hell? Yeah. And so there's been like, you know, you know, some pushback to like, maybe don't, uh, don't support Samaritan's purse. They do some, mm-hmm. they're not the best. Um, but Maybe it's Operation Christmas Child. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah. It is through Samaritan's Purse. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that in school. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. I'm very curious yeah. about that. Yeah, a lot of schools do it too, yeah. And it's all Jesus-y. And... We never had to pray. What's that? I never had to pray in school. No, no, no. You you fill the box, but when they give the box to the kids, oh, they okay. make them sit through all the Jesus stuff. But yeah. All the Jesus things do that. Oh, all, yeah. the, all the missionaries do. They're like, well, we're yeah. going to build them a school. I'm like, oh, but you got to learn about Jesus first. Yeah. And like those, you know, soup kitchens where it's like you, you, they're just hungry, but you have to listen to a sermon for instance. Oh, I just found that. So oh, it's it's conditional. Yeah. They always say it's selfless, but like, well, is it? Is it? I don't yeah. know. If you're forcing your beliefs down their throat, is that selfless? Yeah. Yeah. So he be, he's been president of Samaritan's Purse since 1979. In 1995, he became vice president of the Billy Graham uh, Evangelical Association and then became CEO in 2000. There was some controversy over the fact that he gets two salaries from one from each organization. And he makes a lot of money off these two organizations. So, but in his younger days, you know, drugs, alcohol, all that stuff, the rebellion, he was kicked out of school for um, keeping female classmates out past curfew. <laughs> praying. They were, do, they were praying. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure. And, but yeah, he's basically any, any of the big crusades, which I find is a terrible word to use, but any of the big Billy Graham word. crusades are now the Franklin Graham crusades. In Canada, he did the rock, rock the river, or rock by the river thing for a few years running where it was Christian rock bands all through that would tour through Canada and then he would speak after them and stuff. Yeah. So he makes a lot of money, does a lot of touring and is a very influential person in the evangelical world. And unlike his father, like we said, he's very political, very Islamophobic. He has called it a very wicked and evil religion. What did he say? They want to build as many mosques as and cultural centers as possible so they can convert as many Americans as they can to Islam. Right. Um, let's look at how many churches are in every corner of every town everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. And you're going to talk about them putting up uh, maybe one or two mosques in their town. And it's like, get fucked. You're also trying to convert all Americans to your religion. Yeah. (laughs) So like aggressively. So yeah, (laughs) he said that Barack Obama was, had the seed of Islam and was born and raised as a Muslim. Was he one of the secret Muslim guys? Yeah. Yeah. He said that, uh, yeah, Obama helped the, the Muslim Brotherhood infiltrate the highest level of the U.S. Jesus government. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I'm it more bear- worried about the. I'm more worried about the Christian Brotherhood taking over everything. Yeah, exactly. The one that's actually doing harm to the country. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's no. very, very supportive, obviously, of Donald Trump. <sighs> yeah. And well, uh, well, he was appointed by God, so yeah, exactly. that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> And he also, yeah, he was supportive of conversion therapy. He was rallied against a bill to ban conversion therapy because it said it would force 
it's it's forcing uh, pastors what they can preach about and stuff like that. And, uh, oh, so instead you're going to force people to <laughs> this yeah. horrible quote unquote treatment yeah. because you disagree with uh, who they are fundamentally as human beings. Exactly. And yeah, but that's but but, you know, telling them that they can't do that. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah, he said that uh, not letting people do conversion therapy is the same as like banning conversion to Christianity. If you can't convert. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's brainwashing. Yeah, exactly. Basically. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's torture. Insane. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, Holy shit. Yeah. So not. Yeah. I don't like him. No, this guy sucks. This guy sucks. Yeah. And he was, yeah, very much, you know, anytime there's anything to do with anything LGBTQ, he's on Fox News or whatever, talking about how the gay agenda, they're trying to indoctrinate your children. He spoke out angrily about Arthur because there was a gay wedding on Arthur. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Mr. Rat. I remember that. Mr. Yeah. Ratburn got married, didn't he? Yeah. And, I remember uh, the controversy, too. Oh, and he said that he likes Putin's anti-gay laws and they should be in America, too. Oh, oh, good. Oh, we like what Putin's doing. Yeah. 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 Because Russia is definitely the, you know, the, the, the gold standard for <laughs> yeah. us and all the human rights violations that they have going on. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. He wants all the human rights violations here as long as they're not against um, evangelical Christians. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. As long as they're against minorities, who cares, yeah, right? That's, exactly. That's, yeah. <laughs> wow. My brother was saying, and wow. I didn't, I didn't confirm this, but I'm, I'm sure. But um, after 9/11, he said that we need to temporarily put uh, Muslim, all Muslims, in an internment camp. I wouldn't be surprised based yeah. on what he's saying. Yeah, and I said, yeah. So I guess he's because most mass shootings are by white dudes. He wants all white dudes in an internment camp too. No, they're misunderstood. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You don't understand, Trev. They were, they're troubled youths. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're not evil. They're just misguided. Yeah. Like garbage. Yeah, he's just so many, so many garbage things. The In the UK, they uh, a bunch of venues withdrew in 2020. People protested because of his mm -hmm. like awful anti-LGBTQ policies and, and the way he tries to destroy people. Yeah. <laughs> But lately, though, he has been uh, trying to encourage people to get the vaccine, you know, using his work with the Samaritan's Purse and talking about how vaccines have helped people all over the place. So I guess this, this just feels like there have been so many people on that side of the fence who for the first like nine or 10 months of it were all like vaccines do nothing. Masks do nothing. This is all a bunch of bullshit. We need to open up. They've been I'm sure I'm almost positive he was one of those people probably yeah and he was pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and now that we've gotten so far into this thing that they see like oh maybe this is real and maybe i do need a vaccine they're like oh i want to get a vaccine yeah so a way to make it look like they're not a huge piece of shit if they get one and contradictory is for them to change their stance and start saying like well look i've been telling people they yeah. gotta get vaccinated like yeah so you can get it before everyone else you fucking piece of shit yeah exactly yeah that's probably true yeah fuck this guy man. <laughs> fuck this guy uh, I think young... any of those people, they shouldn't get anything. I yeah, don't care how much money they true. have. Yeah. They don't get a vaccine. Fuck them. 
so the youngest son, Ned, his real name is Nelson Edmund Graham, but he went by Ned, was his mom's favorite by a lot of accounts. Um, just like a mo- mama's well, he boy. Was the baby. He was the baby. Like I said earlier, she was born in China and she had a heart for missions. So he kind of took on that mantle and started the uh, Eastgate International, which is like a Bible producing company in in China. So it's like, and they cleared everything with the government. It's all legit, but they, right. yeah, they print Bibles for. Don't we have enough Bibles? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, like, uh, who's still buying Bibles? Chinese people. Well, they're giving them away to Chinese people. So they're not buying them. They're just giving them away. Yeah. They can't even sell them. They have to give them away. Now. Yeah. And it's like, a, yeah, it's like a ministry or whatever uh, uh, to China. And it's like, he was in China and he was uh, into alcohol pretty heavily. And uh, got into, he said he didn't have an affair. He just spent way too much time with women who weren't his wife, but he didn't do anything with them. But That sounds like an emotional affair. Yeah, that does sound like it. Yeah, exactly. And they ended up divorcing. And, and then because um, he wouldn't admit to every, what he was doing, a number of people or a couple of people on the board of Eastgate stepped down. And then he put his sister and her husband at the time, Stefan T., uh, on the board Stevie. yeah stevie t and uh, that caused controversy as well and then eventually i think he stepped down for a while but i'm pretty sure he's still on like he's still heavily involved in it and he got remarried and went to rehab when his mom died his mom always told him that she wanted to be married near the home that they grew up in and like a small graveyard yeah. near that home and that was always her wish and he really fought for it but franklin wanted convinced to- their dad to like not to do that and have her buried yeah, at like the so. Billy Graham library in Charlotte. So like in a oh, big public spectacle. Off. Yeah. Oh my God. That's disgusting. Yeah. So he's a uh, oh, Franklin's just such a garbage person. I mean, I don't, I don't really believe in cemeteries and funerals anyway. Yeah. <laughs> even still. Yeah. Completely against the wishes to just throw him in this huge public space is even more gross. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. His sister said that uh, growing up, she always just imagined he'd end up in jail. She did not think he'd go into the family business <laughs> yeah. like she just thought. But like you said, how, like we said. How would you think that? They all did. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> he was like having to drugs and alcohol. But yeah, most of them were having to drugs and alcohol. So yeah, it's yeah. kind of like every other one of you did. Yeah, it's pretty likely that he would, too. Yeah, exactly. And then there's also grandchildren. And so a oh, number boy. of grandchildren, also in the ministry, also doing the family biz. Will Graham, not the guy from um, <laughs> Red Dragon, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. but that's his uh, one of his grandson is a preacher and actor. He, he b- played Billy Graham in a motion picture in a Christian movie about uh, wait, 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 Billy okay. Graham. Him playing his grandfather in a movie. That's all he's done as an actor? No, he's also done, yeah, probably as an actor, yeah. So he's probably not an actor, but, no, uh, just, yeah, they and just an author. Yeah, he's, he's an author. It. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so author, missionary, basically trying to do the whole Billy Graham thing. I guess he's Billy Graham the fourth. Maybe, maybe then we'll hear more from him, but yeah. Hopefully um, not. Hopefully not. Gigi has two sons who did uh, some prominent things and they have that same last name i can't pronounce chichivian chichivian t so boz t seems like the good guy boz boz b-o-z or b-o-z for our american listeners boz t started something called grace it's godly response to abuse 
in the Christian environment. So it's basically they go in and uh, they're a third party kind of auditors that go into ministries and Christian colleges and go through and just look for cases of abuse, look for signs <laughs> that, you know, their leaders are acting in an ungood way and ungodly way. And they also try to equip ministries and stuff of how to avoid, you know, having people who on your staff who who abuse people and and i'm sure growing up in a family full of a a evangelist evangelists yeah evangelists and all that stuff i'm sure he's seen so much he's seen so so. much and he's a lawyer and he has since stepped down from grace i think just uh, in 2019 to just focus on being a lawyer litigating yeah uh sex crimes and like litigating like against you know people who have done these awful things, like just really supportive of the Me Too yeah. movement and stuff. And seems to me until something like comes decent, forward, like a, a decent, decent guy. person. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the very least, you know, they set up a program to try and weed out uh, shittiness in the church. And then once that was done, he now is litigating sex crimes. That That's a pretty good guy so far. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so. His brother, though, could maybe have used his, his brother's services. Oh, no. Yeah. Tulian. To Vichin did really well. Tulian T did really well as a, a speaker and is doing well as a public speaker and, and evangelist. Uh, just mostly a pastor. Yeah, but exactly. He's been a pastor for many years. But in 2016, uh, multiple women came forward that he was grooming them for sexual encounters, uh, using his position of authority as their pastor mm-hmm. to mostly married women and emotionally grooming and seduction. And yeah. and his wife left him in the midst of all that. He lost his job at, at the church he was working at in Florida. Couple Took a couple years off, came back with the apology of, uh, you know, I, I messed up big. I, infidelity is very wrong. And he just played it up as infidelity and not mm-hmm. taking advantage of people using his yeah, power. It's a little more than just infidelity, pal. Yeah. But yeah, when I was looking up stuff, you know, I saw the first video that popped up was like somebody who already has an established ministry talking about dangers of temptation and and sexual uh, sin and stuff like that with him as the guest. Uh, And that was kind of one of his big comeback things about being open and honest about sexual sin. It's like, it's not just sexual sin, it's abuse. Also, I I have a huge problem with these people just equating like they make a mistake and it's not their, it is not their mistake. It is sexual sin. Yeah. It is temptation. It is outside forces acting upon me. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to do this. I was, I was tempted. I was pushed into it by evil forces around me. Like, no, you're a piece of shit who decided to do this bullshit. And now you're trying to pass it off as just some, some errant ways that can easily be forgiven. Yeah. Like, no, no, yeah, no, not that's at not all. how this works. That's not how this should work at all. Yeah. And now like, yeah, now he's back in this, in a position of power, running yep. a church and, uh, yep. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's the grand fam in a nutshell. Okay. So a couple of real pieces of shit and, yeah. uh, some okay people, I guess. Yeah. But mostly, uh, some pieces of shit. Ruth seemed like a decent person. Uh, both Ruths. <laughs> yeah, it seems like there's just some sadness there, too. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think with Ned, too, I mean, I don't know. I don't know too much about it, but it just seems like 
he would have been done better in a different family. <laughs> like it just yeah. <laughs> probably yeah, all it, of them. Yeah. It, I'm sure it's, you know, it's a, it's a family history of neglect and uh, <laughs> yeah. Substance abuse and all yeah. kinds of things that just pile up. But. Yeah, exactly. And uh, let's do some, we'll go into some Patreon thank yous and then we'll do some oh, yeah. Christian rock. Let's thank the people. Thank the people. Oh my God. Wow. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Bible study. Um, we, uh, we re- we're really diving in today. Yeah, praise be to God. Praise, praise be to God. <laughs> Can I be a priest? I've never sinned. Um, <laughs> Jengis too. <laughs> but uh we just uh first before we get into the prayer request, let's um let's just thank a couple of people. Just want to say a huge thank you to Ray, Samuel, Kurt, and Stealthy Potato. Mm-hmm. Um we really appreciate you coming out today. I mean I, I do have to say I, I'm I'm sorry that uh, Stealthy Potato, uh, your mom is very cruel naming you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But must, uh, yeah. school must have been hard. It must have been. <laughs> Kids are cruel. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I do actually have a, a prayer request today for uh, our, our, my good friend, Kelsey, Trev. So okay. Yeah. If, what's, um, yeah, please. And we'll, we'll be happy to pray for Kelsey. Listen, you know, the, the pandemic's been hard and people have been turning to all kinds of things to cope. And she's she's just been hitting those root beer sodas just like too hard, you know, like looking at three, four or five bottles a week at least oh wow that's a and lot of root that's, beer. that's a lot of sugar uh yeah. not a lot of caffeine which i yeah. you know i guess is good um mm. but uh i I'm, I'm just hoping that she can ease up and maybe 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 bring it back to, to two bottles a week yeah exactly and and we're talking two liter bottles yeah i am talking yeah. two liter two liter bottles okay yeah okay yeah so we'll lift her uh, we'll lift kelsey up tonight and mm-hmm. and just uh but uh, anyways if we could open our bibles to malachi Mm. Um, uh, where we uh, left off, uh, Malachi was talking to his friend, uh, Calamine Ka- Lotion. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm still on chapter three, so I don't know if I'm there. Uh, okay. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, should we do some Christian rock lyrics? Let's do it. Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. All right, so for my Christian rock lyric... Mm-hmm. I thought I'd just go with somebody who who I found is one of the most recent people who toured with Franklin Graham. Oh, okay. Yeah, who opened for him at one of like the youth events. When I was a kid, teenager, I saw Billy Graham at the at the Sky Dome. What it was called at the time was the Sky Dome. Oh. Who opened for him? It was like the youth night as well. So that was Michael W. Smith and DC Talk. I just want to say this really, really quickly. Can you imagine going to a concert? And then you're like, oh, this concert is so good, so fun. And then at the end, they just have some old white guy come out and speak for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> that's what so it was. Mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like and then at the end, they do the altar call and like Michael W. Smith came out and played some music as you're coming up to give your life to the Lord or whatever. <laughs> give your Wait, you come up and give your life to the Lord? Yeah. So with Billy Graham Crusades, and I think Franklin does it too, there's an altar call at the end. So you you say, and if anybody feels called to give their life to Jesus Christ, come up front. And then all these people come down from the their seats. They walk to the front and like the people who work there pray for them. And then they're given like resources and how to join a local church or things like that. And yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> also, 
I feel like if you're going there, you already go to a church. Yeah, a lot of times it'd be like people that you know their their parents dragged them to go there or i can't see how i would be there i don't know how i would even know about it unless i was at a church yeah i went to because i've seen billy graham twice i think but the second time it was big in graham head, huh? a big graham head well my family well, billy graham's like he's the evangelical pope right uh, <laughs> all right, right but like yeah the second time a guy from high school was there and he did get up and like give his life to the Lord or whatever. And he has been since then a very outspoken Christian person. And wow. before that was kind of a, a whatever, like a party, the party dude. So I guess, you know, something to be said, I don't know, but uh, maybe it's the argumentative skeptic in me, but I can't imagine going anywhere and being swayed into changing my whole life system by one speech. Yeah. At a concert. Yeah. yeah. If anything, I, I hate when like musicians speak yeah. <laughs> most times. Yeah. <laughs> but this, this is uh, from a band called Crowder. It's basically okay. the David Crowder is the guy's name. It's da- right. David or Daniel? Daniel uh, it doesn't Crowder. matter. Boyd Crowder from uh, Justified. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, the he song's was a, called... He was a preacher, too, in oh, Justified. Yeah. yeah. But I think he was a neo-Nazi, too. Mm, that'll happen. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the song's called Milk and Honey. It's actually a pretty new release. Um, Just came out last month, I think. It goes a little like this. I'm headed to a place where the rivers flow. I'm headed to a place where the streets are gold. Oh, my soul, this I know. You won't need no money. You can't bring your fame. Soon the day is coming when we will see his face. Choirs will be singing. Saints on bended knees. Angels will be dancing. We will all be free. God in his glory, as far as you can see, it's like every day is Sunday in the land of milk and honey. Eh, that's all right. Yeah. I've definitely heard much worse. Yeah. I don't know if that doesn't sound like like the afterlife I'd want. Yeah. Like just okay, like honey. bowing down, listening to choirs. and It sucks if you're vegan. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have either of those. Yeah, it's true. Or, or if you're lactose intolerant. Would you still be vegan in heaven? Right. Like maybe the milk doesn't actually come from a cow. It just comes from like a, a fountain. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. And then it just curdles over time if you don't drink But it what faster. kind of milk is it? Oh, that's true. Maybe it's just oat milk. Right. Cassie's yeah. been really getting into oat milk lately. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. my favorite. I, I don't mind it in like a hot coffee, like a, yeah. like a latte. But as yeah. soon as it cools down, it's like, no, thank you. Yeah. That's fair. Well, uh, she's found a brand she likes because there's oh, okay. others that she does not like. Yeah, that's true. Which yeah. I find is true of any alternative milk. I agree. They're all, they're all slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, I, I rarely drink lattes and stuff anyway. <laughs> uh, same. Uh, every yeah. time I get one, every time I get one, I'm just like, why did I get this? Yeah. I'd rather just have a black coffee. Yeah, I agree. It's just always too much dairy. Yeah, it's true. And, and I love tummy, dairy, but yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's our Billy Graham and Fam episode. That's and, right. And uh, that's our take on growing up Graham. Yeah, and uh, if you ever think about becoming a, a, an evangelist or or following one, maybe maybe take a step back and think about that first, you know? Yeah. That's all and, I'm going to say. And thanks again to everybody. Thanks to the patrons. Thanks to everyone who comments and, and uh, mm-hmm, reaches out. Mm-hmm, and uh, it's uh, we really appreciate it. And we like you. We like you all. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you next time. On Belief It or Did I? Not. Bye. Work, work, work. Sky Moon. <laughs>